Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender and Adam Ronis here from Fantasy Alarm. Uh, Adam, how are you, man? You know what? You know, I don't even care how you are. I'm having a shit day today. And, oops, sorry. I didn't mean to throw the bad word out there immediately, but I figure I'm having one of those days, Adam, where I like to bring people down to my level and, like, help them, you know, feel the misery and stuff like that. So why don't I ask you about uh, the officiating in the NBA five? Uh, I mean, there were some questionable calls, but ultimately, I don't think it decided the game. Damn, I thought you were going to be a little bit more, you know, impassioned about how bad it was. No, I mean, there were a couple of things that stood out, obviously, but, you know, that kind of happens, but... Milwaukee did what they needed to do, man. They just never gave up. And Phoenix allowed 17 offensive rebounds. They turned it over way more. Milwaukee only had five turnovers. And Chris Paul, I just, I have not seen him play that bad in a long time. I don't know what the hell was going on with him. But he has had games like that, though, right? Not like, like I mean, this. No, no. He's what, been phenomenal. Was it 13 turnovers? No, he didn't have 13. He had five. He has 15 turnovers over the last three games. But oh, okay. he just didn't seem like a critical turnover late. I mean, he only had 10 points. I mean, I was on his over 21 and a half. He had two points at halftime. So what did I do? Oh, live line at the half, 13 and a half? Yeah, I'm taking the over. And uh, he didn't even hit that because his second halves have been way better. So I thought in the third quarter he would wake up and have a sense of urgency and just come out and start scoring and – uh, didn't happen. So 10 points, that's the worst game he's had in the postseason since the Lakers series. In the Lakers series, he had five games in single digits. Part of that was dealing with the shoulder injury and the tough defense of the Lakers. But ever since that point, I mean, he's just lit it up and had big games. So, yeah, that, that by far his lowest scoring game of the postseason since the opening series against the Lakers where he was banged up. All right. OK, damn. I really thought I was going to aggravate you. No, I was actually – look, I told you on yesterday's podcast, I want to see a seven-game series. So I think Milwaukee winning, this is going to go to uh, seven games now, I believe. Um, and that's what I wanted. So uh, I'm happy that Milwaukee came back and pulled it out because it looked like for a while that Phoenix had it in the bag. I mean, they had the lead, they were in control, and just Milwaukee wouldn't go away. I mean, Devin Booker played great. Uh, he should have fouled out. It was crazy because, like, everyone saw it. There was a foul – uh, that he fouled Drew Holiday. They didn't call it, and he stayed in the game. So I was like, wow, if Phoenix pulls this out and Booker hits a decisive shot, then I probably would have been really pissed. But, <laughs> um, you know, didn't didn't happen that way, and I'm just glad that uh, we get a um, a uh, game. Um, well, a deep series. I mean, it could still go six, but uh, I think it goes seven. All right, well, there we go. If it goes seven, do the Suns win? I think so. I mean, I would say that now they're still favored, but and they've been great at home. Bucks haven't been great on the road so far. Obviously, every um, every home team has won. Uh, but you know how it goes in Game Seven, man. Uh, so I, yeah, I'd still lean towards them, but you know we want to see what happens here because the Suns have gotten progressively worse in this series as far as turning the ball over, and the Bucks have gotten better. So, and they haven't really gotten anything from Drew Holiday yet. Drew Holiday was four of twenty. From the field, uh, I just Milwaukee's going to need him to play better because Middleton Middleton has been up and down. Middleton on the road is going to be key. He had a huge game, 40 points. He really came through when they needed him, but uh, we got to see him get it done on the road. So at least we have intrigue now. Um, 
you know, I think it's going to be a, a fun series. Uh, and game five is uh, Saturday night. Yeah, this this two days off in between that that's a bit on the aggravating side. Well, but, it's um, weird because they do it for travel is the reason. But for between game three and four, there was no travel. Both games were Milwaukee. Now, my guess is and I don't know, I didn't read this anywhere. I'm speculating is maybe they didn't want to go up against the baseball all-star game. And you could say, well, who cares? Well, you know, if you know that you have the baseball all-star game on a Tuesday and nothing in sports on a Wednesday, you know, the casual NBA fan who's more of a baseball fan, they're going to be like, ah, NBA finals or the baseball all-star game. Ah, yeah, I'm more of a baseball fan. I'll just tune into the all-star game for a bit. Whereas on Wednesday, you had nothing. So there was no excuse. If you're home, nothing is on. Even if you're a casual NBA fan, you go, oh, this series is 2-1. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. Again, I'm guessing, speculating, but then, so now you have the two days, travel, game Saturday, two days again, Sunday, Monday, travel to, to Milwaukee game six, but then if this is game seven, there's one day off, and there's travel between, so I don't get it. Why would you have it on Thursday instead of just push it back another two days to Friday? So I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a weird one. I, I kind of figured that they did the two days off just so that, you know, it was it was, you know, less less of a chance of, you know, guys missing time with injury or, or you know, whatever, just, you know, not being as fatigued uh, and, and getting those games. Because, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, guys, I'm not saying, you know, it's not back to backs, but, you know, getting that extra day in there now with travel, it makes sense. But then, yeah, I mean, why is there there's one day off between game six and game seven and they've got to travel back to Phoenix? Yeah. So that one I don't understand. I don't know, dude, man. It's the NBA. It's so stupid, there right? Be, there has to Does be that aggravate you? Um, not really. <laughs> I mean, there has to be a reason, though. What pisses you off, Adam? What? Um, my is it because baseball? is what? Um, what pisses me off? Um, I'm I'm a little not crazy annoyed, but the Scott Fishbowl has absolutely come to a screeching halt. I still haven't made picks since yesterday's show. Oh my God, are you kidding yeah. me? No, I'm not. I mean, look, it's late. Here's where here's where I get mad. We had a decent pace, not as good as yours in some other leagues. Why all of a sudden the last few rounds has it completely sold down? Like, and it's not one person, it's several. Like, what do you, it's not like we have training camp. There's going to be no injury news. Oh, okay. Is there a chance? Sure. What's the chance someone gets hurt? 2%, 1%? They slip in the house or some stupid house or bullshit injury that we've heard that happens more in baseball i think but like what are you waiting for in the 20th 21st round like you know come on man like see i don't i don't necessarily think that they're waiting for anything i think they're just not paying as close attention because it's in like the 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 waning rounds of the draft i'm looking for your draft board right now conference 14 is where I want to go. I want to see who's the. Uh, I'm gonna, let me let me see if I can guess who's the uh, the biggest culprit. Let's call people out on. I don't shit, even. Right? I, I haven't even looked. To be honest, I don't really care because I don't want. Uh, why give them any attention? I mean, it's not worth it. So I don't. I don't know. I haven't. No, even I mean, looked. well, if it's somebody that we can like really shit on, right? Let's see if there's somebody in here that we can really just crap on. But I don't really know anybody. Kevin Smedley. I have uh, from Rum Boys. I don't know him. Um. I don't even know who Zeno Muscarella is. Uh, Zach Smith, I don't know. This one's a fan. Brian Johnson. Could you could you get a more generic name than Brian Johnson? 
Mike yeah. Smith. Right. Um, let's see. All right. No, so I can't. Well, I mean, I can I can go to the list here and see who's been like, you know, doing all the clock milking. And we can, you know, crap on them a little bit. But um, yeah, I mean, I, you, you, it can't be because you're you're waiting on news because seriously, it's been the slowest news week for NFL. And just go take a look at like, you know, anything. Go look at at, at the player notes on NBC Edge or Rotowire. Like there's nothing out there that's going on. Like this is a dead spot. You know, it's so funny. We're recording here on on a Thursday, right? A day with no sports. There's nothing on today because the stupid Yankees have COVID, right? So that game got gets canceled uh, or postponed. And now here we are sitting here with a day with uh, with no sports. But I mean, you look at like the the news cycles, and there's nothing going on. So. Like, you can't tell me that these guys are going to, you know, or like, or that somebody, anybody would like milk the clock so badly. Oh, you're in the 21st round. You're in the second to last round here. I know. Is it really, is it, is it, is it burning you? Do you want to kill these people? You want to hate on them? It's annoying. It's annoying, but whatever. I mean, again, I'll make my picks coming up back to back and I'm done so they can enjoy it. Hmm. Let's see. Where do I go? Oh, here we go. Let's see. So Brian Johnson with the uh, with the the generic name uh, from Guillotine Leagues. Ten hours to make his uh, his pick. Ten hours, which means he got the overnight clock and then he still milked it the next morning. Brutal, brutal. Oh, how about this one? Let's see. Up oh, Zach Smith. Eleven hours. To make his 19th, 11 hours to pick Alan Lazard. 10 hours this dude pick, took to, to pick Dawson Knox. Oh, Zach Smith is the guy. Five hours on his 20th pick, right? Darius Slayton. And then 11 hours on that one. Oh, geez. This is what's happening to you, man. I'm, you know I'm totally trying to egg you on here. Yeah, it's not going to work. Damn. You're like the, like the human Valium. Why can't I get it? Um, I'm fine today, man. <laughs> Thirteen hours he took to make his pick. That's your problem right there. I have I have isolated the source, Adam. I have isolated the source. <laughs> You're like I don't care, Bender. Yeah. Damn. All right. Well, so so the fact that this is coming to a grinding halt is is aggravating you, but not really enough to get you all riled up. I want to get you all riled up, man. I want you um, to argue. Talk, talk to me. Can I can I shit on Jacob deGrom for not going to the All-Star game because he wanted to hang out with his family? You can do it. I, look, I'm glad he didn't go. I don't want him to go. I'm not saying play, but at least go. You're like. You're, you're like you're having this this insane season that we haven't seen what since like Pedro Martinez in his like prime. I mean, it's it's insane what Degrom's doing, and this is like this is this is an opportunity for you know just bringing it out there for baseball and and showing all the stars hanging out together. No, you you don't care. You're like fuck it, stay home. 
If he's not going to pitch, what's the difference? So you, you're excited to see him in the dugout watching everyone? Yeah, you know, you get announced. You have your kids with you while you get announced. You wave to the crowd. They feel good about the fact that they just saw literally the best pitcher in baseball. Like you got the all-star game, and the best pitcher in baseball isn't there. Not even saying hi. Not even making an appearance. Uh, I don't think it's a big deal at all because I could care less about the All-Star game. I want DeGrom to be healthy to lead the Mets to the postseason. That's all I care about. So I'm glad he didn't pitch. He had a couple of injury scares this year. There's no need for him to go out there and get hurt in an All-Star game. So I'm fine. Again, I'm not saying pitch. I'm asking just to, you know, make the appearance, like help promote the game. Well, that's not – first of all, baseball does a shitty job of promoting the game. So whether Horrible. he's there or not doesn't do anything. I don't know why the Futures game is not on Wednesday. Why is it at 3 p.m. on a Sunday when everyone else is playing? So okay. stupid. <laughs> and MLB like, well, swings and misses more than anybody. They're like – you remember Adam Dunn when he fell off the cliff, right? Yeah. That's, that's the MLB's PR department. Yeah, look, it's it's crazy because, um, like, uh, I was talking to one of my friends and uh, what, his younger son really is into baseball and plays Little League and everything. And he said that him and his teammates, they worship Shohei Otani. I was on the phone with him during the derby when Otani lost. His son was devastated. He was laying on the floor. He didn't want to watch the rest. He was done. And he's like, come on, man, you're a Mets fan, Pete Alonso. He's like, come on, you know, cheer up. And he said they worship Otani. Think about that. Because, you know, I don't know. I don't have kids. I was like, wow, really? They, I mean, that is so valuable. Yet, if you ask the average person, if you were to walk out in New York City and ask people, hey, you know who Shoei Itani is? Most of them probably don't know. But if you ask them who basketball players are, they know who they are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, baseball has such great young stars now. Fernando Tatis, Ronald Acuna, Juan Soto. These guys are exciting. They have personality. And it's just not marketed right. No, their marketing is atrocious. You know, and, you know. again, you've got the, right now, Vlad Jr., Shoei Otani. Oh, yeah, Vlad, too. And, uh, and, and Tatis. Those are, your, those are your big three right now. And, like, you should be, you should be showcasing those guys you know, however, like, do you remember, you remember when they did the whole chicks dig the long ball commercials, right? And you had Maddox and Glavin, like doing that whole thing. Like where, where are MLB commercials right now? Where's like a commercial with Tatis or Guerrero? Um, you know, I mean, I, I get it. Otani doesn't speak, uh, you know, clear English or he's still struggling with, with English and he uses an interpreter. But come on, why is Vlad Jr. and Fernando Tatis, why are they not uh, being marketed? Where's the where's that commercial? Yeah, I know, man. It's just they have they just don't know what they're doing. They have such good players right now, and they really can build uh, some interest in the game, and they just fail to do it. Does that aggravate you? It does, man, because I love baseball, man, and, you know, it sucks that – um, look, as good as the NFL is, it's not leaps and bounds better than baseball. It's just not. No, listen, I, I am a, a, a huge baseball guy. I've always been a huge baseball. Guy. There's nothing better, right? It's like being a kid and like, you know, scraping up some money with, uh, with a couple of buddies of yours and going up and getting bleacher seats at Yankee stadium. Like that was, 
it was out it was it was unreal and just being there at the park is just so much fun and <clears throat> yeah i just i don't i don't really i don't really understand why baseball misses as much as they do not to mention the uh the array of scandals that we're dealing with with mlb it's um it's 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 mind-boggling absolutely mind-boggling yeah 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 stupid baseball stupid baseball stupid covid ruining my yankees game tonight i don't know what to do adam i don't know what to do your draft isn't moving um so there's nothing new and exciting to talk about that what do you want you want to talk about your upcoming draft guide articles at fantasy alarm uh, i mean yeah. i am do, doing a positional battle so working on that and a fab strategy article Ooh. um how far along are you on the position battle article um a decent amount through because again i don't know I, look i can't list every position battle right so, right right so i'm just kind of going through the key ones so you know i'm just writing them up as i go and then i'll probably go through the depth charts and go okay did i miss anything significant so it's usually mostly quarterbacks and running backs um i mean I guess receivers it's receivers it's more i guess the three four and they're not all significant for fantasy um so yeah, probably maybe halfway through, I guess. Anything really standing out to you being like, hmm, this is actually a really interesting position battle. I mean, a lot of the quarterbacks are, but I think it's with rookies and veterans where we all think as long as the rookies develop and camp that they're gonna emerge. I think we all believe Fields, you know, will be the quarterback for Chicago at some point even though uh, Nagy is insistent that Dalton's the guy to start. I mean, I think the Broncos one is interesting. Locke versus Bridgewater, assuming there's no uh, Aaron Rodgers trade. The Saints, Taysom Hill and Winston. Um, You know, the 49ers, it looks like Garoppolo's the guy to start. But, you know, can he hold off Trey Lance? Um, Running backs, Zach Moss and Singletary. Um, obviously Denver with Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, James Robinson and ETN in Jacksonville. So yeah, there's actually quite a few that you have to keep your eye on here in the uh, preseason. All right, let's um let, let's talk about some of these uh, the quarterback situations. What would Adam Ronis do? Let's say you're uh, you're you're coaching a team. Um, let's start New Orleans, right? I mean, Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill. I think the 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 con the, the consensus is start Jameis and let Taysom Hill kind of fill in like he did you know with Breeze sort of a situation. I feel like that's where most people are leaning. What do you think? I mean, is that something? Is that the direction that you would lead, or do you think maybe Taysom Hill should get a possible nod? Um, I think there's a chance it's Taysom Hill. Um, they paid him a ton of money, and they went to him last year. Um, but at the same time, why would Winston come back if he wasn't promised a starting job? So this one's really tough. I really don't have a lead right now, which is making it hard to to draft either at this point. Well, who's better for fantasy? And I mean, not just like, you know, the better guy to draft. I mean, more like 
who's better for the production that we could see for Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara? I think I think either is fine for Thomas. I think Kamara, obviously, Winston, because we saw Taysom not check down on him, and Taysom's going to run. So you'd rather see Jameis? If you want Kamara on your fantasy team where you draft <laughs> him, yeah, you do. <laughs> In all the leagues that I've already drafted now, I have no Kamara, and... I, you know, and, and I and I probably won't just out of fear of not knowing this QB situation. Yeah, I do not have him yet either. Yeah. Um, what what about Denver? All right, Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater. You know, the, the funny thing is that the uh, you know the 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 dichotomy of these two. Drew Locke has a gun that can shoot downfield, right? But his accuracy blows. And then you've got Bridgewater, who does a lot better with the short passing and the timing routes, but that he can't throw it downfield. Yeah, it's it's a weird situation, too, because you figure the Broncos want to be like, all right, do we give Locke one more chance to see if he's the guy? And if it doesn't work out, then we go to Bridgewater. Um, but then why do they bring Bridgewater in as well? So uh, I think this might truly be a training camp battle and who plays better. Um, Locke turned it over too much last year, uh, 15 interceptions in 13 games. I mean, he, there were times where he looked decent, but I'd say most of the time he looked bad. Yeah. So funny. I had a bet last year with Jim Bowden on, uh, on Daniel Jones versus Drew Locke. <laughs> we were like, ah, oh, they both suck. Never mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's call it a push. Shall we? <laughs> um, all right. So. Good, good old traditional battle there. We don't know what's going on. What about in their in their backfield, right? Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big Javante Williams fan. Would it surprise you if the Broncos were like, yeah, we're going to cut Gordon, save some money? No, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, maybe there's an injury in training camp at the running back position, and the the, the team is willing to take him on. Um, but yeah, they. Drafted Williams in the second round. He was really productive at North Carolina. So we're already seeing the ADP. Javante Williams is going ahead of Melvin Gordon anyway. And uh, he's probably only going to move up higher. So even if Javante is not the main guy to start the year, I think this is a situation where you know that when you're drafting him, but you expect him at some point early in the season to take over the majority of touches in the backfield. Big Javante Williams fan. I am I am in on him. I hope he actually does just lead the way. I really do. I mean, I don't I don't know if he if he's going to. It really depends on what kind of a camp Melvin Gordon has. Like, you know, it's funny. Like I watched Melvin Gordon last year versus watching, like, say, David Johnson. David Johnson was visibly gassed. Right. Like you just you watch him try to run to the outside and it just didn't have a I mean, maybe I didn't watch Gordon as intently, but I don't feel like, you know, when, when he did play that we were like, oh, this dude's just atrocious. Like, get rid yeah. yeah, no, he was okay, actually. He had second best yards per uh, carry of his career. I mean, part of it was he played behind such bad offensive lines with the Chargers, but uh, they went out and they drafted Williams in the second round. And usually when you spend that much of an early pick on a running back, you have plans to play him. I agree. I mean, that was uh, that was the pick I thought the Jets should have made in the second round. But I digress. I digress. Um, all right. Anything else standing out to you a little bit? A little bit, a little bit. How how long before you think Aaron Rodgers actually 
makes a fucking decision. Well, camp opens in about two weeks, right? So I guess we'll have an idea in two weeks. We'll see if he shows up. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, again, you know, fantasy community just twisting in the wind on this. It's like, ah. Like, how do you, you know, how do you sit there and you draft a, a Devontae Williams, a Devontae Adams, right? There's so much about it that's just. Yeah, and look, in these early drafts, some people might get lucky if he does play and someone got Adams mid-second round, uh, Rodgers in the ninth or tenth. Um, you know, and a lot of these drafts that we do early are, um, you know, a uh, – industry charity whatever but there are people doing high stakes drafts now too you know some people like to spread around their exposure because you do get bargains early there's no question about it there are going to be players going now that move up two to three rounds so if you're on that player now you go get them but i think obviously most people listening who do their home leagues they're not drafting anyway till august so they should have the answers by then you know i'm really just starting now i sent the email to our home league today say hey this is when the draft's going to be uh, just paid for the GST, uh, two sites on CBS, and obviously putting that together. So far, we have 22 of 24 back, which oh, is yeah. can, pretty can impressive. I, can I pay you? Can I pay that out in installments? Can I give you like a dollar a day for 400 days? No, that doesn't work. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you won last year. You got the money. Don't worry about it. Wait, uh, that's spe- dude. I'm married. You think that money still exists? <laughs> Uh, that's ridiculous. That, that's true. <laughs> uh, I probably still have mine, but that's a different story. Um, but yeah, 22 or 24 back and still waiting. One is definitely out and I'm waiting on another one. So uh, that's pretty good, you know, and uh, most people will be there in person as well. So uh, that's going to be fun. Although who knows with COVID right now, right? I know California is in, in enforcing, you got to wear your mask again now being indoors, I see in California. Oh, do you? I don't know, man. I, I it came never down watch, today. I don't, I don't watch the news anymore, man. I'm I saw like, it on Twitter. I don't watch the news. Uh, but I saw something on Twitter that uh, this is obviously on Thursday we're recording this. But, yeah, Thursday something came out about um, people that uh, in California. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, yeah, yeah friend, here you go. friend of my wife's down in Southern California. Saturday um, night, 11.59 p.m that uh, will require masking indoors regardless of vaccination status. Okay. Got to guess I got to bring that mask back. Yeah, that uh that that delta strain of the virus or whatever the fuck it was. Like really just messing shit up. Like mess that, you know what? Maybe that aggravates you. Does that aggravate you, Adam? Oh yeah, it does, man. I'm a little, you know, I I'm I'm a little concerned as to to what's going to happen um you know, I'm supposed to be, uh, re, you know, recharging my batteries before football season with a couple of fish shows. And, uh, man, if protocols are uh, are crazy, I, I would hate to see something happen where they might have to cancel something. Oh, we do have a baseball trade. Well, wait, all right. You know what? Great tease there. Great tease because I got I to gotta give a shout out to our sponsor and pay a couple of bills here. So when we come back. The big MLB trade. Adam Ronis, breaking news here on Anti Up. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back in. When last we left off, Adam Ronis telling us that there's a big MLB trade. What's going on? 
Oh, I didn't say big MLB trade. I said a trade was made. But the Braves have acquired Jock Peterson from the Cubs for minor league first baseman Bryce Ball. Huh. They need an outfielder desperately with the Cunha out. So what? What are you talking about? You you know, no faith in Guillermo Heredia and Orlando Arcia. No. <laughs> and Abraham Almonte and Ender Inciarte. Yeah, I mean, look, Jock has not been good this year, though, man. 230, 11 homers, a 718 OPS. I did draft him in my home league because it's OBP. I wound up cutting him. Um, I mean, we know he has some power, uh, and he's been better since he came off the injured lists. But, I mean, look, you're going to get some power from him. That's about it. Uh, I think the bigger news today is uh, Carlos Carrasco, two scoreless innings in his rehab start for high A Brooklyn. 27 pitches, 17 for strikes. He didn't walk anyone. So uh, you might see him early August. And uh, we did that tout table recently where they said who's going to be the biggest impact in the second half. And everyone's like, Trout, a player coming off the aisle. Trout, Eloy, like the obvious one. So I said, yeah, Trout, Eloy, Bieber, all obvious. I think it's going to be Carlos Carrasco. Well, you know what? My granddaddy always used to say it, Adam. You can shit in one hand and wish in the other and see which one fills up first. Like how many times are you gonna, you know, fall for the Carrasco coming back from an injury? What are you talking about? Fall for it? He had leukemia last year. Yeah, I know. He was dealing with injuries before the leukemia, though. Come on, let's admit that. Um, Didn't he? Wasn't no. he? No. no. He threw 192 innings in 18, 217, 146 in the third and 16, 15, 183 in two thirds. Oh, 146. That's not. That's that's not a full season. Okay, okay, so in three of four years before he got sick, he threw at least 183 and two-thirds innings. Yeah. Yeah. Look, and- I, I I actually, you know, as a Mets fan, considering that they're in first place and they were able to survive without him, this is actually good because now you're going to get him fresh. They obviously have to build him up, but you just need him to go max now. For two and a half months, three months, hopefully, cross my fingers if they make a deep run in the postseason. But, yeah, three months. So, hopefully he can get through. Um, it's how, It was a hamstring injury, the latest one. So, uh, but he's in a good ballpark. Uh, and we've seen him even last year when he came back. He was good. He had a 2-9-1 ERA over 68 innings. So, uh, I think he can make a difference. He's always been a good pitcher. Uh, since he's been with Cleveland. He has always been a good pitcher. I'm I'm not going to take that away. He does from a stuff standpoint, but I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Um, I did pick Eloy, but not only because um, I dropped him in tout and, uh, and got my fab rebate and, uh, and I'm resentful of the, uh, of the whole thing. I look, that's why he'll, he'll make that impact because I can't afford to get him back. So someone already added him, right? Um, I don't even know. Probably. Okay. Like, so you, I would think in the last two fat periods, someone must have added him. I am going to go to everybody's rosters and see who did what. Well, remember, you know, you got you to gotta put him into your starting lineup. True. I mean, look, I did that with Springer. Um, and I think I did I have him a whole week or was it I don't remember when Springer was cut, but uh, I I didn't care. You know, I know a whole week of zeros could hurt, but 
There are some leagues, though, that I didn't add Eloy, and I'm like, damn it. I think in TGFBI, I want to see if he – I think he went pretty cheap, man. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, damn, man, 25 bucks on the 27th, and there was no runner-up. I could uh, – because I'm I'm 14th overall. I could have used him. Shit. It was it – was It was that son of a bitch Chris Liss. Oh, boy. Son of a bitch. Yeah, look – Got him for thirty one dollars, big I can't, dollars. I can't blame you though for taking the fab man because we thought he was going to be out five to six months. All the yeah. indications were he's going to be out probably this season. And what's the worst case scenario? All right, five months. He comes back in September. Uh, you're not going to hold on. You get that fab uh, money back, and especially in a um, American League only league. So I can't blame you. I mean, look, I did it with a few guys too: uh, Trevor Rosenthal, Paxton, Marcelo Zuna. I mean, I know some of those situations were different. We had the discussion on those Uno on this podcast, but, you know, you make those decisions. You know, someone did it with Springer, and you go, why would they do that? They were near the bottom, so I understand why they did it. Someone did it with Bregman, and I didn't have enough money to get him back. The team in fifth, uh, Ray Murphy from Baseball HQ, just got him this past week for, like, 400-plus. And then someone this week also cut Mike Moustakis. So, I mean, I don't think he's that – I would put in. Obviously, it's a 15-team mix league. I'll put in something for him, but – uh, he was moved to the 60 day recently, uh, but I don't know what his schedule return is. But yeah, you know, people make those decisions um, when you got the fab where you can reclaim the money, which many leagues don't do. So this is a little different. So yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it's really gonna uh, it's gonna it's gonna burn me. It's definitely gonna burn me. The bummer too is doing so well in the uh, in the league. Doing so well, Adam. Sometimes it just slips through your fingers. I mean, you know, yeah, again, it's, I lost that, like I lost I, like five major guys in tout. So, yeah, so it might not have made a difference. And again, like there's things that you look back and regret, saying that was stupid. This is not one of them. You made the no, best no, decision I, at the I time. Know. I know that, but you're bummed, and I understand that. But sometimes you just gotta go. Hey, look, it was the right call. Yeah, it sucks. It's bad luck. Nothing I can do. You know, that's the way I would look at it. It does suck because it's like I drafted that player. I was high on him, but there was no indication until like a few weeks ago. Like, oh, he's starting to do it. I was like, what? For real? And, you know, I was able to get it back in the NFBC main event for cheap, but I don't know if it's going to make a difference anyway. But um, got fortunate to get him back. And I know. I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, you know what? I I wonder if did anyone? I'm sure someone probably did. In my town, I bet you someone put money back on them too. I would think that they they got the fab. Um, let me see if I can find the whole thing. I bet you someone did. There's no doubt about it. Let's see. Oh, it doesn't go that far back. It only goes to. Oh wait, there it is. You because you know they do it on the message board uh-huh. for the rebates. Let's see what Eli when it was done. Uh, Jose Leclerc, geez. Uh, Eloy, 250 units on May 16th. So someone did throw him back. Let me see who picked him up. Wow, that was probably, I did mine. Yeah, I probably did mine about that same time also, mid-May, mid to late May. Yeah, and then it looks like Scott White picked him up because he has him now. And he's middle of the pack, so. Yeah, I think what burns me the most is that, like, Liss has him now. 
You know, is he in I, contention? I, he's in first, dude. Oh, is he? Oh, wow, that is. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, See, yeah, yeah. And but you know what? I, I like what he did because I kind of did it with Springer. I was like, you know what? I'm in first. I'm not fucking around, bro. I'm spending. I'm getting this guy. Like, there's no time to sit back. Oh well, I'm good. No, 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 no. You got this impact player out there, and especially in AO only. Go get him. So good, you know, he smart move by him. Cause I thought same. I was like debating how much do I spend? I'm like, nah, I'm spending 600 plus bucks. It's George Springer. It's OBP. He's coming back to the Blue Jays lineup. I know he's had a couple of injuries already, but can't play scared, man. You know, could backfire. could get hurt again. I don't care, man. I'm, I'm going for it. Yeah. Yep. 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 That power would have helped me. It definitely would have, uh, would have pushed me up even further. Oh, well. C'est la vie. C'est la vie. Oh, now it's Jeff Passens reporting that the uh, Philadelphia and Washington, for now, are acting like buyers as well because uh, the division is so wide open. That would be interesting because I think some people thought that maybe Washington might, uh, might trade sell. some guys like a Scherzer. But, I mean, look, they they did this two years ago and they won. I know it's a different situation. I mean, they clearly they need to get Strasburg healthy and back, though. Look, they, the thing was with Washington, they started, they were sizzling, bro. And then they started, before the All-Star break, they started to lose a ton again. They had 2-8 and eight in their last 10. You remember how hot Washington was? They were right on the Mets' heels. And now... There's still six games out, but losing Schwarber was big. That, yo, the ridiculous, it was like every time I was getting an alert, Kyle Schwarber, Homer, Kyle Schwarber, every day. I'm like, are you kidding me? He was on a ridiculous tear, and then he hurt his hammy. Yeah, that that tear that he was on, it was pretty funny. I had this whole, yeah, that's right, you were on, uh, you were away during that that run. Had this whole conversation about, you know, or debate with people about, who the best like leadoff hitter was. So, you know, in, in the game and everybody was like Kyle Schwarber. I'm like, he's no, not come on, man. the leadoff hitter. Yeah, man. Why? Cause he was hot at the time of hitting home runs. Come on, man. Yeah. It was, it was bad. It that's, was bad. that's the whole typical, Whoa, well, look what he's doing right now. Well, okay. I mean, yeah, sure. He's on fire. It's not the best leadoff hitter. No, he's not. You know, Again, mediocre OBP. He doesn't run. He doesn't see a lot of pitches at the plate either. Like that's, you know, again, I've 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 had that rant already. Um, but Adam, you know what? Here on a day with no sports, um, believe it or not, I got to run to another recording. Uh, got to be taping. Getting buzzed. Your girl Tara Roberts, she's on. Yeah, definitely a up and coming talent. She is without a doubt one of the uh, the premium up and coming talents, young talents in the fantasy industry. So, on that note, uh, I will check in with you next week. Look at that! Enjoy the NBA Finals over the weekend, Adam. Enjoy writing your draft guide articles. I look forward to reading them. Um, any final thoughts? Yeah, uh, I will only watch one game for NBA over the weekend. We only have one, but uh, I do have softball on Sunday as well. So hopefully the season continues. Uh, otherwise, uh, maybe you'll get me sad on Monday for the podcast when my uh, potentially softball season could be over. But hopefully not. Hopefully not. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see if we can get anything to just aggravate Adam Ronis. 
Um, I might just have to come in with some like stupid Twitter hot takes or something like that. I'm sure you'll love those. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's gonna do it for us here today at Anti Up. Big thanks to all of you for liking and subscribing. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.